So I see the the benefit of me being the angel investor really in my expertise and my legal expertise, bringing this network as well and, you know, help them raise their, their real series seed round or even a round and yeah, bringing more know-how to the table, etc. This is Female Business Angel Podcast. Your go-to destination if you're a business angel or would like to get into angel investing and don't know where to start. Or if you just want to find out how we tick. We're Tina and Katja, both business angels from Berlin. Well, I'm a VC now. We will interview established female business angels about how they got started and how it is going, including all the best tips and tricks. So get ready for some insider stories and personal empowering moments and revelations with these incredible women. Welcome to this journey with us. So today we're here in uh, this beautiful scene studio. So thanks again for letting us using this space. Uh, Thanks to Vlad and to Scene Ventures. It's a pre-seed fund investing in early stage startups. And we're super honored to be friends of the house and... Today we have an amazing guest here. We have Eva. Hi. <laughs> so Eva is a lawyer. She is initiator of Venture Ladies, which is a VC network for female entrepreneurship and empowerment. And she recently joined early stage VC called Cavalry Ventures as a general counsel. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Katja, for having me. I'm very honored uh, to be a guest today. Yeah, I'm honored to have you here and uh, let's start with our guests uh, introducing themselves. So tell us who you are, (laughs) tell us your story, your professional story, your personal story, the the stage is yours. So, um, well, I'm, yeah, I'm Eva, as you said. I'm a a Berlin-based attorney at law. Um, I was actually born and raised in Berlin as well. So I'm from Schöneberg. The real Berliner. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And um, yeah, I, um, yeah, as I said, I'm a lawyer and I, I have worked in venture capital for the last eight and a half years. And for the most, uh, for most of the time, I was with a big uh, cor- uh, corporate law firm. And in 2017, um, I changed sides for a little while and co-founded a um, startup. Um, then I, yeah, uh, for for different I reasons. I didn't know that. Yeah, I didn't know you were yeah, yeah. Up. It unfortunately mm-hmm. was not exactly the uh, experience that I hoped for. So not everything went very smooth. But this is, I think, a different story which uh, we can talk about another time. Um, That's for never, the startups. <laughs> exactly. Startup Nevertheless, you know, um, I had my learnings and. Um, so after after I you know went out of this company, I had a little cash um, to start investing, and I was always fascinated um, by the whole VC world. And being a lawyer and a consultant, I always asked myself, you know, why am I sitting on the kind of wrong side of the table, um, just being you know a consultant and not you know making my own deals. So once I had a little cash, um, I I, to- I thought to myself, I really want to invest as well. 
So in 2017, I um, yeah, found uh, eventually the courage to do so. And I had already Venture Ladies, um, which I initiated in 2014. So I knew many, many female founders who had great ideas and who were in desperate need for cash and for funding. And, who and had, for legal advice. As and well. for legal <laughs> advice, apparently, of course. Um, so, um, yeah, so I did my first ticket into a cosmetic company, um, a founder, a female founder that I had known uh, for a few, like for, for almost a year back then already, um, whom I had supported on a pro, pro bono basis a lot. And yeah, I was very excited to just get this started. So I made a very small ticket. Um, and um, yeah, this was my first ticket and it was a road ever since with all the ups and downs that you can possibly experience with a startup and an angel investment. Um, but to me, it, it yeah, it felt like, you know, hands on master studies, uh, learning a lot, um, having the roller coaster experience. And yeah, from there, I slowly took step by step to discover more um, entrepreneurs, uh, female founders and yeah. So far, I, I've done five tickets, so it's not, wow. you know, like uh, that much maybe, yeah. but uh, well selected and um, very, yeah, very yeah. exciting. What are your selection criteria and how how do you scout your deals or do they scout you? <laughs> yeah, um, well, because of Venture Ladies, um, many pitch decks and many female, like especially female founders approach me. So I have really no problem with the deal flow. So they kind of approach me, um, luckily. Uh, unfortunately, I have not enough cash to to do all the tickets that I would want to do. Um, and yeah, how do I select my deals? So honestly speaking, um, as I know that, you know, with my ticket, I, I do ticket sizes 10 to 20 at the most 25K. So I'm very well aware of the fact that my cash impact is kind of limited due to the ticket size. So um, I say this very openly to to the founder teams. So I see the the benefit of me being the angel investor really in my expertise and my legal expertise, bringing this network as well and, you know, help them raise their, their real series seed round or even A round and yeah, bringing more know-how to the table, etc. So um, all my investments actually, um, I have had known for a long time before I actually did place my investment. So um, I try to only invest in female founders. So most of them are part of the Venture Ladies Network, or actually all of them. And I have worked with them at least for a few months, let's say two or three months on a pro bono basis, or even consulted them previously um, in, in legal aspects. And um, after having, you know, gotten to know each other and realizing that we, re we really get along very well and we benefit uh, from each other, um, that is kind of the time when I decide, okay, now I really want to be part of this um, project of this company. And um, yeah, so I, I also uh, like all the times I think I was the first um, angel to invest in the respective companies. So I'm really like, like I have a very um, attractive valuation, of course, because I'm the first one in the cap table. Um, at the same time, after having worked together for already at least six, eight, sometimes even like more weeks, um, I, re I already know that, you know, we, we get along well and that whatever I can bring to the table is actually of, of value to the team. 
And yeah, so far I'm yeah. very uh, successful with this in terms of that all my angels still, uh, you know, very highly appreciate uh, me being in the cap table and vice versa. I'm very fond of my teams that and I've the, invested in so far. And they raised further out. Yes. So no one yes. has closed down so far. So no. 100% success yes. rate yes. for now. Yes, for now. Portfolio. But I do have to admit that, of course, also with my portfolio companies, I, as I mentioned before, you know, um, I have experienced all these ups and downs that come along with a VC company or with a startup company. And we have had difficult times, yeah, especially also with my first um, investment. There were times when I really tried to support this female founder to like, you know, have her not give up on her idea because I think she's a very outstanding, strong female founder. But as we all know, it's not easy for, you know, for them to raise rounds and then unfortunately for this particular company, Corona hit hit us hard, and it was a stretch to to go through until today. But um, yeah, we have kept our nose above the water, kind of, and I think um, yeah, that so now it's going up yeah, again. It's I think it's going up again, and then also with the other companies, you know, there were times when. You know, even a 5K bridge loan would, you know, help them to pass the next months. And um, yeah, so as I said, it's it's up and ups and downs, but I really believe in my founder teams. And so far they have really not, um, yeah, they have kept, yeah, they have not disappointed me at all. And they have really kept up um, the speed and they have, yeah, the strong belief in themselves and in their, in their products and um, yeah, in the, in the market. And I share it with them and support them whenever I can. <laughs> That's really cool. And do you invest in a specific industry? So do you have a specific investment focus or is it more about no. just getting along and yes. female founders? So as I said, as I'm really an angel by heart, I don't even have a strategy. I don't even have like a fixed, you know, bullet point list that um, that has to be met in order for me to make an investment decision. I do not have a focus currently. I have... You know, as I said, a cosmetic thing. I have a, a drink a startup that I invested in. I have a tech startup, a B two B SaaS company, um, and I also have a like a pl e commerce platform business that I'm invested in. So it's, I think, very diverse. Um, and again, you know, I really like the idea was to invest in in females. So I really want a female in the founder team, um, and. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I think the yeah, the personal aspect is the most important to me. I really need to identify with the team. I need to see the drive of the team. I need to see you this go like the checklist. yes, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's like for me, it's like team, yeah. team, 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 and yeah. then eventually I ask myself, do I want this product? Like, do I think that the world needs this product? And always, yeah. For, To be honest, with this first angel investment, I didn't ask myself the question. And I'm not really into cosmetics at all privately. Like, I don't even use them. But I wanted to support this founder. And I never regretted this, you know, decision. Because I think that if you have a really good female entrepreneur who has, per se, a harder time to get funding, then I think this is already a good incentive to invest and just do something different from like other female, uh, other angel investors or, or 
professional VCs um, in order to shift more money, you know, to the female side of, of the VC world. Yeah, like to stand out from the crowd. Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you collaborate with other fellow angels? Because obviously, so I think <laughs> that's an advantage being an angel with legal background. Mm -hmm. You can be industry agnostic, really. Mm -hmm. That's not my case, for mm -hmm. example. So I do look for like tech companies mm -hmm. and uh, companies with a consumer or creator's mm -hmm. focus. But I mean, legal advice, you need it for any company. Yes. It doesn't matter if you sell software or yes. non-alcoholic gin. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or cosmetics. Um, but uh, how do you, so you you start as a first angel like mm -hmm. many times mm -hmm. or sometimes you're one of the first and mm -hmm. then other fellow angels come in. So How how is this uh, synergy? How is it working? Yeah. Or are there any conflicts? <laughs> <laughs> so as you know, I mean, also how 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 did we meet each other, Katya? Right. So we have these like angel networks, like female angel WhatsApp groups or Slack groups, and um, of course we talk about our investments. We meet for coffee uh, or like pre-corona, we also met on events. <laughs> Right. There was this thing, do you remember, <laughs> like two years ago, there, where you could actually go physically and meet people, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's more, you know, talk about the cases and then um, just ask your own network if if a specific company has a certain need for a certain know-how or a certain network to address, then of course I think to myself who are who of venture ladies you know could be a good person to talk to and then I reach out to you or like to another one of the evangelistas or um, female angels um, and I introduce the, the startup team and the product and the company um, to other angel investors and um, hopefully successfully and then um, they come along and on board as well. And sometimes even you know we I make the introduction to some venture capital funds um, to raise the, the early pre-seed seed round, um, of course. And yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's of great help that I have all this legal knowledge and know-how how to structure, you know, a convertible round or pooling agreement or, or even a seed agreement or whatever is coming along. How much equity to give away? Yes, yeah. exactly. So I, have a, I think I have a very good overview what is kind of market standard, how much visa do you need in, a, in an A round or in a seed round? What is the difference? Like how much equity should the... Uh, core founder team yeah. still own after the A round to be attractive for a B round or after the seed round to be attractive for an A round investor and and yeah commercial terms like that. Um, yeah, so I think it's like a um, it's always a give and take and um, whatever I can bring to the table for my teams, of course, I'm more than willing uh, to to bring and to support in these aspects. Yeah, we've been having a couple of conversations already and so until now what like came out uh, the conclusion was that it's more of a give than take actually <laughs> well especially with the early stage companies mm -hmm. and we will see what what we what what how what their outcome will be mm -hmm. but you have to give first and as you also yes. said so, so you have to work with someone for six eight weeks I think it's actually a very good strategy because sometimes it feels like a speed dating mm -hmm. so you are on this call you see the pitch or you see it at a demo day mm -hmm. And then you maybe have a lunch. Well, that's mm. just one hour. And yeah. then you meet for coffee, you make a reference check. So yeah. you don't do, I mean, as an angel investor, you cannot do the same due, due diligence as a, like a Series A yeah. fund or growth yeah. fund would do. Yeah. You cannot take that much of the founder's time. Yeah. 
So it's really good if you if you can actually invest some working hours yes. uh, beforehand. Yes, it's a luxury as well. I don't know. You have to find this time. <clears throat> yes. Oh. Yeah, and it's it's more and more difficult. And this is also a reason why I actually didn't even do a single ticket this year because I had so much work with my like already like with the investments that I'm having, and as I know that my ticket size is is you know. Uh, modest, <laughs> I know that I really want to bring another value to the company. So I don't want to invest in too many because then I will not have the time to do justice to each of the investments. So I'm looking forward to do my first exit, hopefully sometime in the next, you know, two or three years. And then hopefully if it goes very well, I will be able to stock up my, my ticket yeah. size a little bit. It will go well. But from my experience, I mean, I've been in this for two and a half years. Your mm. ticket size for Europe, it's good. For a strategic angel, mm. for like smart money approach, yeah. it's uh, yeah, it's not small. It's um, if I mean, if you yeah. go in very, very early stage, and I mean, exactly. two of the um, companies that I invested in, I, I went in upon founding. Like I was a founding shareholder to the company. So I had already worked with the teams for a few weeks or even months. Um, before they even found the GmbH, yeah, the limited liability company. So that was a really good experience and I think also strategy because it gave all of us the security of really wanting to work together. And also for me, it, it was good to, to take uh, like a rather small part of the company and shares, but then like... Uh, You know, for, for a little ticket, it's still like a very attractive um, valuation, like below a million euros maybe. So it's, um, yeah, so I'm happy with this yeah, strategy yeah. because yeah. if one of them finally work out and, you know, does this hockey stick um, growth curve, then um, I think I did a very good investment. Yeah. You're quitting your job <laughs> and you're going full-time into angel investment. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Let's talk again in like two or two or three years. Um, okay, but yeah. We'll, we'll do the exit podcast mm. later on. And how how did you get into VC in first place? How did you know about VC? Like, yeah. Was it the, during your university studies? Yeah. What was the initial inspiration? Uh, to be honest, it was more like a co-accident. I, I never, you know, came across the VC scene and, and thought, oh, this is so, uh, like, I really want to do this. But it was more that during my traineeship as a lawyer, I worked in the IPIT um, section and there were some VC, like, startup companies um, involved in, in the, in, like, as clients in, in the law firm that I worked for back then. In Berlin. Um, yes, and also in Munich and mm -hmm. also in New York. And Then I thought, okay, this is really interesting, you know, um, like IT, IP law-wise. Um, and when I came back to Berlin to start my first real job, I applied for an like media lawyer job, but uh, the like the vacancy that was offered to me eventually at this specific law firm was like part-time doing VC as a lawyer and part-time IT, IP right, uh, rights, right? And then I said, okay, yeah, that's, very that's cool interesting. Yeah. And uh, then I started working and it turned out that I'm doing so much more VC than, than IPIT, but I really liked it and enjoyed it. So after just a few months, I totally shifted my personal focus to corporate law and VC law rather than doing IPIT because it just interested me much more. 
and uh, this, yeah, then I was hooked, you know. Then and that I, was 10 years ago. That was in 2013, so yeah. it was eight years ago. Yeah, so then, it, it, I mean, the Berlin Berlin startup ecosystem was, was very, very different. Yes. And also there were not that many VCs here. Yes, But and it, it was, was starting. It was starting, yeah. it was very different. Um, terms were by far more investor-friendly than they are now. So okay. I think the ecosystem has shifted also a lot towards like being more founder-friendly. Like I think the competition good. between the VCs, you know, has increased dramatically. Um, and it's that's reflected in the in the terms that founders can get if, if they are good founders um, as of now. Um, also, I think back then the scene was so much more masculine I, I, it's really like hard to believe that it can be or could be more masculine than it is still now. But back then it was really rare to meet a, a woman on on the tour or Noah or on a tech conference. And this is also why I initiated Venture Ladies in 2014. Like I had the need, like the urgent need to talk to a woman who, uh, to a woman who's also in VC. And I, I found, like met some really, I don't want to say beautiful, like brilliant minded women. I think it, it were there were 12 of them that I had met during the like last one and a half, two years of, of me being like a VC lawyer. So you were proactively. I, I proactively, I called, I called all of yeah. them and I'm like, hey, let's hang out next Tuesday at a wine bar after work and talk business. And all of them were really appreciative and they were all like, oh, this is such a nice idea. I love started. to like yeah. just meet women um, of the startup scene. And then every, like, I think we were 16 women at this first Stammtisch meetup. And then, It was over and I didn't even plan to make it like an recurrent, uh, like a recurrent yeah. event. Um, but after like we, you know, we were like the last one to be like carried out of the wine bar. Like we, <laughs> nobody wanted to leave because it was so inspiring. And then everybody's like, okay, when do we meet again? And I'm like, I don't know, like I didn't plan for it. But if you want to meet again, sure, I'll organize it. And so we made it like a monthly thing. And then, you know, I think the next time, the second time we were already like 32 and then 50 and then 100 and then 200 people, um, women on the on my email list. And so then, got into VC by accident. Yes. Um, yeah, kind <laughs> of. Initiated venture ladies by accident yes. as well. Yeah. Um, so let's not call it accident. This sounds so... Um, it happened yeah, organically. But it, it happened organically. Yeah. Yeah, it, came, it came to me like very naturally. And yeah, and I mean, now we are like 2,800 wow. women... And men, we have like 15% men in, at, at our Venture Ladies Network. And I find it very fruitful, very um, inspiring. And I still enjoy a lot. And I mean, this is also how we met, right, Katja? So yeah. um, it's really... Um, so, yeah. so where does it live now? I, I remember there was a Facebook group. Yes, and we are trying to shift yeah. the community yeah. to LinkedIn. Okay. Because Facebook is a little bit... Well, yeah, we all know and have our opinion about Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. um, so, but as the Facebook group is still by far the largest, um, with like I think 2,600 members or something, um, we will keep it open, you know, until everybody has, you know, shifted to, yeah. to LinkedIn or we, we do it like parallel. And um, yeah, me having joined Cavalry just um, as of September this year, I'm also, um, yeah, integrating the network a little bit more into the VC network um, to try to get some more, um, yeah, to, to be more forceful, like have more power and also eventually have more access to VC money for female founders because so far, you know, we have 
a rather decent and good angel network, I think. But some of the companies are like mature enough, of course, to to raise like significant um, seed or Series no. A round amounts, and then the the angel pockets are not maybe not deep enough. No, they so, have to go further. Exactly. Yeah, so so um, game. yeah. So I uh, I'm very happy to yeah be very well connected now also to the VCs. Yeah, probably for Cavalry, it's also a good deal flow. Did, did you notice yes, the um, yes, increase I, of yes, female uh, yes, founders I, and um, top funnels well, since you've joined? Yes, yeah. I think so. But it's, um, as I mean, for, for Cavalry, I think they have a rather strong focus on B2B SaaS companies. And with Venture Ladies, we have a lot of medtech, a lot of biotech, a lot of um, femtech, health, femtech, D2C, I mean, D2C, yeah. um, fashion kind of like family related things so they are uh, some like most of them are a little bit out of focus for cavalry so i don't think we have made like an investment yet but we have definitely had l like really closer looks to some of the venture ladies decks yeah. and i mean i think there's still some in the pipeline and i'm sure that eventually i mean i've just joined like two and a half or three months ago right so I'm sure that eventually there will be a venture ladies um, investment also for cavalry. Yeah, if you're listening, cavalry, <laughs> this is I, I bet on this. Yeah, <laughs> fingers crossed. I also I liked it when last time we met actually at an offline event, the mm -hmm. first event, one of the first events that took yeah. place mm -hmm. after after the, the never ending <laughs> lockdown. Uh, I it was really fun because when when you arrived and like women started mm -hmm. arriving and they were all related to venture ladies yeah. so they were members yeah. so the only women at the party at the beginning mm -hmm. were really they yeah. were all like they belong to your circle yeah. like inner circle extended yeah. family <laughs> and I also love the, th the fact that you brought your au pair yes. like, so your own female empowerment yes. that you left your husband at home yes. and you took your au pair yes. to the business party yes It's super cool yeah because Yeah, she's my, amazing. Yeah. yeah, my au pair is really, I mean, she's very young, uh, obviously, as all au pairs are, but I um, I told her about it and she she just mentioned, you know, that she find it very interesting. So we asked my husband if, if he would do the the baby to bed and, and girl to bed service. And, and he said, yeah, Perfect. sure. I mean, this is important. You know, you, you, you girls, you women go enjoy yourselves and connect yourselves and Yeah, this is why I brought, I brought her. And I mean, she's an amazing young woman, very educated and very, you know, well-traveled already, even though she's only 19. And I really admire her and also maybe her generation um, for being so informed and so bold. You know, when I was 19, I, I had not this like feminist education and background yeah. and I, I was not so differentiated about the views on the world. And I think it's kind of like this Greta Thunberg generation who I really build upon. And I, I know that she will like even pave the way even more for my daughters than I made it in the past and I hopefully still am doing. Um, yeah, so I think you can never yeah. start too early, you know, to network and to yeah, just um, meet inspiring people. Yeah, who inspire you, you <laughs> inspire them. No, I totally agree. I think it's a, it's a very different generation and in a good sense. Mm -hmm. So, and I think you even learn more like from the younger generations than mm. from the older ones. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. I talk to her a lot. <laughs> She, she's an inspiration. So, yeah. so what advice would you give to someone who's thinking about getting into angel investing but <laughs> have not made like a huge exit yet mm -hmm. or? 
Yeah, so I think it's, um, I mean, first, if you want to get started, then that's the first thing. Like you really have to want it. Um, and then just make sure that whatever money you're putting into, you know, it's, I mean, it's still a gamble, I think. And, um, you know, don't don't take an amount of money that would, you know, stress your, stress yourself like a lot if you lose it. And then I think it's the same with startups, you know, done is better than perfect. Just get started, um, connect yourself, um, you know, with other angels. And maybe when you start, you you may not want to do it like I did it, like go single, like, you know, look for your own deal and then just do it by mm. yourself. I think this comes with an even higher risk. Um, but maybe you can attach yourself to another angel that maybe has already done a few deals um, to kind of, Yeah, just um, follow along, you know, with another angel in the in, in the very beginning. I think yeah. this would be probably a good ad advice. And uh, then just ask yourself what your investment strategy should be. And I think this question, like, do I want this product or this company, or do I do I think this needs to be in the world and why? Yeah, do I do I fully can I stand behind this idea and can I identify with the team or the product or best? Both and um, do I really want to support this? And if you can answer this with a yes, and you really like the team and you like to work with them, then just go for it. Yeah. You know, good. just get started and um, yeah, do good. it. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I recap the advice is so you have to want it first, and mm -hmm. then you have to start. Just yeah, done is better than perfect. You have to define the budget you would be willing to lose eventually. Mm -hmm. Hopefully yes. not, but. <laughs> Um, don't put all your money in it. You need to build connections and network a lot and yeah, define uh, your investment thesis or just uh, pick startups. You would like to support ideas, founders and teams where you think the world really needs this. So, and um, so would Venture Ladies be a good place to start, for example, for someone, because not everyone knows an angel To of join for, I mean, that's easier yeah. said than done. When when I was starting, I, well, I, maybe I knew some angels, but they were in Stockholm, for example. Mm -hmm. They were not in Berlin and I wanted to support uh, like more of a local mm -hmm. ecosystem, of course, female yeah. founders as well. So, yeah, so, so I started to ask around and I found out I do know angels. They were all men, which is not mm -hmm. bad. Like we still join forces. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so how, how yeah, would you I mean, um, just I mean, venture ladies would be one starting point. Um, there are of course other angel networks that you can reach out to. I mean, Encourage Ventures would be one. Um, the Evangelistas Slack group you can be added to that, and then just you know start. It doesn't matter where you start. Just start. You know, reach out, um, attend maybe some events. Then you know, there's the business angel clubs in in Berlin, but also in other regions. Um, then there are a lot of like pitch events at Factory Berlin, like like at Stop Reactor Malden. Berlin. Yeah, like, like just, you know, you can basically Google it, like angel pitch event and then in your area or even online now due to Corona. So just attend these events and just get a feeling of the ecosystem and um, uh, of about like get a feeling of the opportunity about the opportunities that are out there. And then define for yourself if you like to focus on a on a special area. You know, for example, if you're a doctor and you want to uh, invest, then maybe you say, okay, I want to invest smart money as well. And I have a special expertise in, in the medical field. So maybe you want to, you know, watch out for a startup that is, you know, inventing something new yeah. there. So you can also bring some added value um, to your startup and also can connect them with like good deductions to like how you've 
highly valued individuals that have a special know-how or network in, in the field that they're um, active in. Also, I think I would try to diversify a little bit. Like if you, if you have a budget of, let's say, a 50K to, to put into venture capital, like this is your gambling money, like you, of course, you want to have a return, but it can also be gone. I would rather suggest, you know, to do like five tickets at 10K rather than doing like one 50K ticket. Because, I mean, you have a rather long investment period, right? Especially if you go in very early stage with these small tickets and it takes at least five, probably seven years until you see returns. So it's the not money, like crypto. Yes, so it's it's gone for sure for a long time. And even if you end up with a multiple of 10x, which which I really hope for, um, yeah, it's just gone for a long time. So you need to make sure that you maybe diversify also a little bit. Yeah, that's those are really good advices. I think, yeah, immerse yourself and like start to integrate yourself into mm -hmm. this world you want to belong to, mm -hmm. like before you belong mm -hmm. to the, mm -hmm. into this mm -hmm. world. I think that's probably good. And so venture ladies, if someone wants to join, they can just Google it and yes. like just like send a submission yeah. request. And We have an email list um, and you can send us an email. You find us at ventureladies.com. You find the LinkedIn and Facebook group. You can join it. So it's a very open network. It's um so there are no special requirements. No. You just have to bring some interest, like intellectual yeah. curiosity for yes. venture topics yes. or startups. So it's for founders, it's for yeah. investors, for angels, for, for people who work in the venture capital community ecosystem builders. or community okay. builders. So it's, yeah, it's rather broad. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for Cavalry Ventures, if someone <laughs> is a female B2B SaaS founder. <laughs> yes, please send your pitch deck. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because in the last episode, we were having Gloria Boyerlein mm -hmm. here. She is going into angel investment full time. Oh, indeed. wow. Okay. Yeah, soon. And um, she is focusing on B2B SaaS. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about the percentage <laughs> of the female founders yes. in her portfolio. And I think maybe you girls should get in touch with yes. each other. So it could yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that could be a fruitful discussion. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. that could be a win-win. Yeah, perfect. I think um, we, um, yeah, I think we're done with with our interview. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks, Katya. Bye bye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.